0: You're listening to The Word Slinger Podcast episode 126, Puzzling Marketing with Josh Hanum. This episode of The Word Slinger Podcast is brought to you by Draft to Digital. Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at drafttodigital.com. It's The
1: Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about this story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson,
0: the word slinger. Word slinger. Hey, everybody. This is Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. And, um, man, I'm coming to you on a very rainy Friday morning <laughs> as I produce this episode. Uh, we actually have Hurricane Harvey uh, threatening the Texas Gulf Coast, so uh, could be uh, could be a harrowing few days. Uh, we're supposed to get quite a bit of rain here. Uh, we are fortunately uh, in the Houston area, where we're missing sort of the uh, the epicenter of the uh, hurricane, but we're getting a we're going to get a crap ton of rain, <laughs> and Houston is uh, it's known for uh, gathering and collecting that rain and uh, allowing it to flood out homes and buildings and cars so um, we'll look for news stories uh, about that on the, in the next you know week or two <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna have plenty no I'm not trying to make light of it I, I these are dangerous threatening times and if you're listening to the episode uh, right now um, during this and you are in the Houston area or anywhere in the uh, Texas Gulf Coast area you um, consider getting to higher ground seriously um, we are we're, we're pretty high and dry where we are I'm hoping that we don't suffer like uh, damage to cars or anything um, but you know that's what insurance is for so we'll manage uh, at any rate stay safe out there it's a it's gonna be a little nasty uh, if you're elsewhere in the country you probably are not experiencing a hurricane uh, but there's probably there are probably things you need to pay attention to now Interestingly, uh, this week that was the eclipse. There was a total eclipse in uh, certain parts of the U.S. Um, <clears throat> hadn't seen one of those here in a while. Was, I can't remember the last one actually. <laughs> I remember um, as a kid slipping out and uh, checking out an eclipse. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I built a little camera obscura out of a pair of binoculars and watched the whole thing happen. And watched it on YouTube as well and uh, live on YouTube. And it was <clears throat> it was kind of an event. Sorry, I keep. Clearing my throat in your ear, but I am not sorry that I did not sing to you "Total Eclipse of the Heart," <laughs> which I've heard a thousand times. Joke isn't funny anymore. Um. Uh, anyway, I got a um, I got a voicemail I'm gonna play and a, a question I'm gonna read. Let's deal with the question first. Uh. So this is, it's a lengthy email uh but this comes from jason cobley it's not linked it's not that lengthy. and that wasn't meant to be a criticism jason <laughs> thank you for writing in um so let me read this email uh, i'll go through the whole thing here uh hi i just wanted to know if i can ask a question over your podcast show and the answer is of course yes uh he sent this to me through patreon so that's cool thanks jason um so here's the question. Authors seem preoccupied about learning a, about how many words per day or uh, or hour other writers write. <clears throat> Few seem to ask about editing. Being a pantser, I find them writing much faster than the editing. In fact, I wrote my current work in progress in about a month. The second draft took four months and almost doubled the word count to 120K words. The third draft was 125K words. And then this sent, was sent to my editor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, now doing the fourth draft, and it's sitting at about. Now doing the fourth draft, and it's sitting at about 120k words again, and are about. We are about 60 uh, percent of the way through the final edit. So about a year and a half is up. A uh, year and a half all up, he says. Uh, though I have also written books two and three in this period. So my question is, <clears throat> and sorry again. <laughs> Man, I'm having some throat issues, I'm sorry. So my question is, how many drafts do you normally do? Is your second draft like a developmental edit? The third more like a copy edit? How many words per day do you edit? And lastly, any tips for a pantser to not have to edit so much after the first draft? Short of becoming a plotter? Thanks. P.S. Plotting is boring. (laughs) So uh, thanks, Jason, for uh, writing this in. Now. Okay, so I'm a pantser as well. Uh, I actually don't do multiple rounds of revision. The way I do it, it's a little bit more like Dean Wesley Smith's advice. Uh, and if you tune way back, uh, it's not that far back, uh, I think I talked to, let's see, I'm going to do a real quick scan. I talked to Wesley Smith in episode 116. Uh, so that was, a, that was a few months ago. It was in June. So <clears throat> tune back into that one. Uh, you'll hear a little bit about his method. Um, but essentially what I do is uh, rather than do full rewrites as I edit or you know full edit sessions I hop back and do a little bit of editing um, about once a week really Um, I can what I do is I write until I get to a point where I feel like I'm uh, you know if you get to the muddy middle of a book you may know what I'm talking about if I get to a point where things have slowed down and I've lost some momentum I always take the opportunity to go back reread a bit, uh, do some editing and uh, and get myself up to speed and then, 100% of the time when I hit that muddy middle I'm, I'm, I blast right through it. I have uh, all the momentum of the story back and I'm able to finish it out um, <clears throat> What I've started doing which is something I learned from Dean Wesley Smith, and he hops back about every 500 words or so and edits what he just wrote uh, I don't do quite that, uh, I, I write for a bit longer than that Uh, but what I've started doing is writing for uh, a day doing my, my daily word count. And then the following day I'll read through what I wrote and then I'll start writing again. Um, what I found, so first of all, my longstanding advice has always been do not, when you're writing your only job, your sole job is to write. So don't edit as you write. Uh, this, it doesn't just like double or triple the time it takes to finish a manuscript sometimes you won't finish it all (laughs) it increases uh, the likelihood of not finishing exponentially so don't edit as you write Uh, your job as an author your job as a writer while writing is writing your job as an editor while editing is editing so uh, keep those jobs separate now that said um, the concession I've made is that it's fine to edit before you start writing again I think that that actually It's pretty helpful. So, right, editing the the word count from the day before is very helpful. Um, As far as like you know, how much I edit per day, I mean, you know that by that formula, it's the whatever number of words I edited the day or wrote the day before. (laughs) So, I don't do these multiple. uh, I I used to back in the day. I used to do multiple rounds of revision, um, and developmental editing is something I don't really. I think we're natural storytellers, so I don't do a ton of developmental editing per se. I I do, in terms of I read what I wrote, make sure that everything is making sense, uh, clicking with the story I'm trying to tell, written at the pace I'm trying to write, Um, but I don't do like an official developmental edit. I don't send it to someone to have that done. Now, I use street teams for my editing these days um, because I've paid a lot of money to editors over the years and gotten... Uh, some spotty results, um, and my street team has been great for helping me find the bulk of uh, of errors. When I give them the time, now so, sometimes I rush them a little too much, <laughs> and the result is I release a book that still has a bunch of typos, and then I hear about those typos after the fact, uh, which is fine. Uh, this is we're in an age of iterative publishing, and uh, it is perfectly fine, despite what some people will tell you, uh, to go back and edit and re-release a new edition of the book Uh, you know you can edit and re-release a new edition within a day's time if you have to so uh, to me it's not as important to get the book perfect it's important to get the book finished and make sure it's done well do it to the best of your capabilities at that moment enlist the help of other people um, to to make it even better and then go in knowing that you can always update and fix things as you go so uh you know you're gonna take some I take some criticism over that uh but uh that's it's working pretty well. you can't argue with the results, so there you go, man. I hope I answered everything I think i did um if if you prefer doing drafts and edits, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that you can uh uh you can still use a street team if you want to do that, but if you have editor, editors you trust and you hire them uh I think it's probably normal to do you know. And just essentially as you laid it out, uh, do a draft that is your first draft. Uh, hand that off to an editor to uh, to catch major gaffes and goofs. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would, in between those, I would actually go back and do a re- at least a read-through of the whole manuscript. If you don't do it as you go, uh, read through and correct things you find yourself. Because, you know, you're paying for time. So if you hand an editor a, a sloppy first draft, uh, version of your book you're paying them to to go back and fix the things you could have easily fixed yourself so uh just just be smart about it you know and uh speaking of street teams i have a voicemail and and thanks jason by the way for sending that email and if you, however you can reach me you can send me any question you have i'll be happy to answer it you can reach out to me on patreon if you want i'm i'm uh, i will be retooling that um promises promises i know but i'm i'm I'll give you more of this news after the uh, interview, but uh, we've got some things brewing, and I think you're going to dig it. Stick around after the interview. I'll fill you in. So um, now my next question relates to street teams. This one comes in as a a voicemail. So let me cue that up. Hello, Kevin. I hope I dialed this right. This is Luke Barnett.
1: Uh, I had a question on uh, street teams.
0: Um, How do you assemble them? What do you ask them to do? What do uh, you offer them in return? And anything uh, else you can tell me about uh, how to make them work well for you? Uh, appreciate it. Thanks so much for all you do. Talk to you there. All right, thanks, Luke. Man, I appreciate it. Um, and Luke, by the way, he left that voicemail from the uh, by calling me on the, my. Word Slinger Hotline, we'll call it <laughs> at two eight one eight zero nine word. That's two eight one eight zero nine nine six seven three, and you can do the same. So, all right, <clears throat> you can also uh, leave a voicemail from the website there if you uh, take a look. So, there's a little tab. It's floating on the bottom right now, so we'll get to that later. All right, so Luke, um, Street Teams. They're one of my favorite things. Uh, these are readers. They're uh, people who have shown some loyalty to you. Um, what I did was I, I recruited from my mailing list. I uh, reached out. And I told people I'm going to build a street team of X number of people. At the time, I said like around a hundred people. Um, if you're interested, you know, let me know. Now I knew I was going to get a flood of people, but I I put some requirements in there. Uh, I said, send me a review that you've written and published on Amazon for for a book, uh, you know, within the past. I I don't think I even gave it a timeline. Just send me any any review. Um I think it would be better to give a timeline now that I think about it. Uh send a review you've written in the past, you know, month to you know 3 months we'll say. Uh that means that they're currently active doing that sort of thing. So that's good. Um that's sort of a proof that they are uh they're on board and I always ask my street team to leave reviews for the books once they're done reading. Uh so that's a that's a perk. Um I ask them to identify typos I give them some instructions you know so what I've done is add them to a mailing list and more recently I've I'm stealing an idea from Nick Thacker and I started a Facebook group which is a it's a protected private group it's the word slinger um, street team I think is what I called it <laughs> or the uh, Kevin Tomlinson street team I believe is, is probably right and uh I, so I invite them into that group and I, and I put them on a mailing list. And when I get a new book finished, ready to be edited, I do my edit pass. I, and I usually have gone through it several times by the time I uh, hand it off. I, to, to jump back into the previous question, I, I jump back and read and edit as I go just before write, my writing sessions. And then I jump back and read and edit the entire book as a, as a manuscript before putting it in layout. So I convert it to word drop it in uh, do an edit do a uh, spell check and everything and then drop it in convert it to an ebook so um, and then that goes out to my street team what I do is I email them first and I say I've got um, I've got a new book here's the cover here's the synopsis um, the and here's the usual way I want things done and I outline in like five steps I say you know Read it, you know, jot down sentences that contain the error you found uh, so I can at least get the wording before and after that error uh, so that I can search the document easier. A lot of people will use their Kindle app or whatever to uh, read the book and they'll mark it. And that's fine too because you can, you can export from Kindle at least. You can export the, uh, the whole document with notations. You can export all your notes and your highlights as a, uh, I think it's like an HTML formatted document uh i'm fine with that too i it's a little easier if they just copy and paste or you know quickly jot down what the sentence is a little easier for me to find but uh, the uh, the other i want to make things as easy on them as possible <laughs> so um so they'll send me those edits i make them and uh, and i publish now what they get out of it they get a free book uh which i think is is fine with most of them. Uh, they, you know, but I also, they tend to be the first people I approach with certain things. I revealed the cover for my new book to this group before anyone else saw it and no one else has seen it yet actually. So the only people who have seen it, uh, have been my street team and they offer, you know, some feedback or whatever. And I, sometimes I, I take that feedback and I use it. Uh, sometimes I don't, but the, uh, you know, being a member has its perks. <laughs> so they're usually, that the deal I strike with them is um, pretty much anything I do book-related, you're going to be the first ones to see it. Uh, certain certain uh, exceptions apply. I mean, you know, if I'm co-authoring a book with, like, Nick or something, I can't just toss it to those guys first. I have to, you know, Nick and I have a process, uh, you know, will enact. act. Yeah, we do kind of, it, it's kind of the same group, really, so no no big deal. Um, but that that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, the way I use street teams, uh, it's a goodwill kind of thing. Um, anything I get that I can pass on to them as a bonus for being on the team, I, I do. Um, if I get coupon codes, for example, I've got a limited number of coupon codes to download, um, you know, one of my audio books or to, you know, I get the opportunity to give away some free stuff. I mean, those are the people that are going to get that kind of thing first. So. Membership does have its privileges. These are the same sorts of things that as I move forward with Patreon, I'm going to be uh, tweaking that. So I may actually make street team membership. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. I was thinking I might build in a tier where people can be on the street team <laughs> automatically, not as their sole reward for their donation or something, because I don't want it to be pay to play. Uh, but as part of, you know, you're this elite member and you get all this free stuff. Plus you get on the street team and get free books. I think that would be, uh, an acceptable tier level. So working on that, working on all those things. Uh, anyway, I hope that answered your question, man. We're about, we're almost 20 minutes in, so we're running a little later than usual, but I do appreciate these questions. Thanks Luke for, uh, calling in. Thanks Jason for writing. Um, Everyone else, I hope you got something useful out of that. And feel free to hit me up with questions via email or voicemail, either one. Go to wordslingerpodcast.com and all your dreams can be made real. (laughs) At least as far as how to contact me. All right. Uh, Without further ado, I want to hop in because we got a great interview today. Um, I talked to Josh Hanum. He's the uh, co-founder at Interact Quiz Builder. This is a unique and interesting way to market your work I think and I have not yet started doing this I've got an open invitation to start and hop in uh played around with it a little and then I got sidetracked with uh Wordslinger podcast redux <laughs> redo um so we're I'm, I'm I'm impressed by how this works and I think you will be too so 20 minutes in sorry about that but uh, I hope you enjoy I know you'll enjoy this interview with Josh Hanum, so I will see you afterward with some updates and news about wordslinger and beyond see you there hey everybody thanks for tuning in uh, now I'm sitting here I'm, I'm having a conversation with somebody who approached me on LinkedIn which is uh, sometimes a good way to get in touch with me sometimes not it depends on who you are and uh, but this guy had such an interesting proposition. I found that I wanted to talk to him. Uh, I'm talking to Josh Hanum. He's the co-founder at Interact Quiz Builder, and uh, we're going to quiz quizzes are something we have not discussed on the Wordslinger podcast. But I'm I'm glad for the opportunity. So, welcome to the show, Josh.
1: Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it.
0: No, man, it's cool. Um, it was intriguing uh, when you reached out because this I've I've been approached by people. Uh, pitching just about anything you can imagine at this point (laughs) uh but this is literally the first time anyone's come to me and said you know i do uh uh, quizzes quizzes are big right now and that's not something i had actually considered so uh but just perusing facebook um i can i can vouch for you know the whole quiz thing is pretty big uh so why don't you tell me a little bit about what you guys do and how how you got into this
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you're totally right. If you look at Facebook at all right now, you'll see the quizzes are a huge deal. And basically, what we do is provide a platform for brands to make quizzes like those ones you see all over Facebook. So you know, if I'm HBO, if I'm the Red Cross, if I am Home Depot and I want to make a quiz to engage my audience and get more people involved, you can use Interact for that. And and I think it's really important and and how we got into this in the first place was we were actually an agency, myself and my co-founder. We were building websites and quizzes started trending. Like they started popping up everywhere. And we actually started building some of them from scratch for some of our clients um, just because they were looking for ways to engage their audience, grow their email lists, all kinds of stuff like that. And we started placing them onto websites just in in pure code, and then they really really worked. And that was kind of an aha moment where it was like, oh shoot, like you can take this thing that works incredibly well on like the pure entertainment, like just for fun consumer side, and turn it into something that works in marketing. And I think that is the coolest thing where you're able to take a trend that is obviously all over the place right now and actually tie it back to, you know, valuable business growth. So that's really what the platform is all about is how do you recreate that feeling that people get when they take those quizzes that are just for fun, but then tie it to a brand so that it actually draws people into your world as a company and you can actually start engaging with them and eventually sell products.
0: All right. So most of my listeners are, uh, independent authors and entrepreneurs, but I mean, mostly in, independent authors. Um, so one of the things I'm going to be curious about here, and I know they are too, uh, is how does this work as a marketing strategy? Like, what is it that, you know, you're using this for, is this just data gathering or interaction? Like what's, what's the draw
1: yeah, yeah. And there's actually a, a quiz trending right now. I'll see if I can pull it up as we're talking here. But it's from an author. And okay. the quiz is basically which character in the book are you? Okay. Um, and the way that works is the author is sharing that quiz out onto all the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, right? mainly. Uh, and it is a story. Well, this is actually which story by S.A. Gibson is the best for you, Right. Um, and as you go through that quiz you're gonna be asked questions uh, like which of these pictures is the best for you Um, you know what do you enjoy the most travel fun importance problem-solving yeah and you're going through you're answering these questions after you answer all the questions this quiz is going to ask you for your email address in order to see results and what it's gonna say is get updates about my book yeah. Uh, maybe maybe get a free chapter, right? Something right. like that, uh, in order to see your results. And oftentimes those email captures are optional because you don't want to get a bunch of spam emails. Right. Um, but for people who are interested, now they're on your list, right? Which right. is obviously incredibly valuable. ROI on email marketing is very high, and that's a very engaged audience. And you can follow up and reference the quiz when you do follow up. So you put out this quiz; it attracts people because it's fun. At the end of it, they put in their email to see their results, and now you've got them on your list, which is the number one thing that's really valuable about these. But the number two thing is that you can also have a link to go buy the book. So you can say, hey, grab the book on Amazon right now, pre-order, whatever it is. And we've seen authors have a ton of success doing that because you're drawing people in by by helping them figure out which character is best. Uh, We've also seen, like, uh, what's your reading style? And those get kind of fun where you're like... You know, you're the the window seat reader, uh, or the outdoor <laughs> reader, right? So right, it's like, right. what kind of what kind of reader are you? Um, what kind of writer are you? Can also work for some audiences. Um, so we've seen all kinds of cool stuff done in that vein.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. As I, I it, it, for whatever reason, it didn't even occur to me that it could be a list building tool, but it's an obvious like no brainer tool at that point.
1: Yeah, and it works really well. We actually just crossed uh, <clears throat> 4.5 million leads have been collected through our platform for yeah. our customers yeah. so um, that's you know four and a half million new email subscribers that our customers have gained so that's that's a ton of value and you know the, the fact that you can then follow up and reference the quiz when you're following up is perfect because right. you know they're going to remember the quiz the quiz is fun uh, so then when you follow up via email and reference that it's a perfect segue yeah. into you know kind of email marketing
0: so, do you guys uh, vet that incoming list at all, like uh, to clear out like the junk mail? You know, or no, not the junk mail—the fake email addresses and that sort of thing.
1: Yes, yeah, so we have some JavaScript libraries that go into that. That's a little bit of technical speak, but basically, we uh, we run through those and make sure that like the common fake emails are weeded out right away. Uh, and then when you leave it as an optional email capture, so it's like enter your email to see your quiz outcome but if you want to just go straight to the results click this button. Yeah. Um that's the best way to do it. And so those two things together will kind of weed out all the junk and you'll end up with just some a uh, clean clean list of email subscribers.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So uh, is there any other data that gets included if you're if you're using these like aside from just collecting emails?
1: So going over to your email list, you mean?
0: Uh, yeah, or anything. I mean, what what all does uh, the quiz capture? you know, like, you know, for example, if I wanted to use this, I don't know, uh, I this is off the cuff, okay? But let's say that uh, I would love to capture a bunch of readers who ended up being just like this particular character in my book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like do mm-hmm. I get their results as part of the data or how does that work? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Cool.
1: So, uh, with some email marketing programs, you can actually just put people onto different lists depending yeah. on which outcome they get. That's so, awesome. I want you know all my window seat readers to be on a list if I have some special offer for window seat readers, right? Yeah. Um, you know, anything like that. And you can actually you can break that down even further. And this is kind of crazy. You can do the same thing based on how they answer a particular question. Okay. So That's if awesome. you say like which of these is your favorite and you have travel, going to the beach and skiing just for example off yeah. the cuff, uh, you could have different follow-ups for you could put those people on a different list depending Man, on which up
0: that is beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that is it's beautiful. like <laughs> the whole premise of what we're trying to do is make marketing feel more like a conversation and what is a conversation if you think about it it's like you responding to things that other people say Mm -hmm. in real time in an intelligent way i mean that's a very simplified version of what conversation is but a big part of it is just responding to what other people say and this allows you to do that because i say i like going to the beach you say you know here's some books about beaches or here's you know this this piece i did about beaches like whatever it is and that's, that's amazing. That's, that allows you to really connect yeah. directly with people at scale. Like it's not just one person at a time.
0: No, that's, that's incredible. Uh, the, you know, and you know, I'm thinking immediately you're talking about the beach and I'm like you know, summer reads and that's the crowd you'd hit up. If, they, if they're going to go you know, lounge on a beach – Say a New Jersey beach, and they're
1: re- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh,
0: no. Uh, Leave Chris alone. I like long. that. Uh, so you, uh, th- this is very cool, man. I mean, I, you know, when you first brought this up to me, I thought, yeah, this is an entertaining way to, to you know, attract some readers to this website or get the you know, kind of get some feed, you know, bounce back, bounce around on uh, Facebook or something like that. But it didn't even occur to me to use this to uh, to grow that mailing list and and further to to segment it. I mean, that's just that's sweet, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, that's the end goal of what we're trying to do. Like, you know, it's, it's a long process to get from silly quiz to, you know, personalized marketing at scale, but that's really what it is. It, it allows you to make your marketing message personalized and relevant to every single person who's interested in, you know, for example, reading what you have to write. You can, you can, you know filter them into a specific category that reaches them where they are based on what interests they have what they care about and those are those are really powerful fundamental things they're not just like fleeting things those are powerful like human things that we're tapping into um, using you know this medium of quizzes which is like a silly fun thing but it really does go a lot deeper than that
0: right so what uh as uh, I'm an author coming in, I'm going to use your service. What's going to be my responsibility on that on that side? Like, what what am I yeah. what am I going to have to produce?
1: Yeah, so there's there's two ways you can go about it, but the new way to go about it, which is vastly improved over how we used to do things, is you come in, you create an account, you select a pre-made quiz template. Okay. So we actually have templates for. Actually, we have a books category, so you go into the books category, you grab the what type of reader are you template, for example, you would load that into our builder, you'd modify everything that you want to modify. So let's say I want to change three of the questions out of the seven, I can change those. Let's say I want to change the outcomes to be relevant to my particular book, obviously you're going to want to do that, but instead of having to start everything from scratch, you have this template already built in and you can modify it. So... You're not having to think through every single element of every single question, every answer. It's all there for you. And then you just mold it to your particular personal brand. So that's what you're gonna do. And then you're gonna connect it up to your email list, which is literally three clicks. It's click to uh, select what fields you wanna offer or ask for, click to authorize connecting it to your list, and then click to confirm and test. And then you're done. So it's connected to your list and sending all that data that we talked about. Um, and then when you're done with all that, you'll just publish it. You can embed it onto your site with an iframe, just like you do a YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, or you can just share a direct link out to social media and you're up and running. So a lot of people will get it done in an hour, sometimes in afternoon. It depends yeah. on how, how custom you want to make it.
0: So uh, now I use a... I'm using a custom uh, email management system uh, right now. Uh, uh, Long story. But (laughs) would I be able to – so it's not going to be on a a list of available uh, email services. So would I still be able to use your service? Like can I export as a a CSV file or something like that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean I don't know if you've gotten into the weeds on the technical side, but you can also set up a webhook to actually post all the information to a URL.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I will look into that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of advanced, but yeah, it it allows us to connect with literally any email system.
0: Okay, that's that's pretty sweet actually. So, yeah, cuz one of the biggest problems uh, we've had we're developing something a, a partner and I and uh one of the biggest problems has always been that we're not we're not included in all the nifty cool drop-down menus because we don't you know, mm-hmm. No one knows who we are yet. So, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, you've helped me with another problem, and you didn't even know you were going to do it. Um, there we go. So you're, and I'm seeing some big names on your on your site here, by the way. Tony Robbins, yeah. man. I just interviewed mm-hmm. a, a good friend of Tony's, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Rosetta Stone, groups like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, how are you? Uh, I mean, how are you seeing them use these? I mean, are they kind of what we're talking about? Is it mostly just about? you know, attracting and segmenting that mailing list, or are they do they have any other more more inventive uses going on?
1: I think the best way to use these is to lean into what's working on social in yeah. general. So you're tapping into what BuzzFeed's doing. You're tapping into what all these news sites are doing, what all these entertainment sites are doing when they're making quizzes, but you're adapting that to your brand. So yeah. just like we talked about how you'd adapt it to a book by saying, which character in the book are you? Or more broadly, what type of reader are you? That's how you'd connect it back to your brand, but you're still tapping into the original concept of a quiz, which is, you know, what type of blank are you? What, which type of you know blank are you? Which character are you? Whatever. <laughs> and you're just connecting that back to your brand. So you, you're gradually bringing people into the fold, if you will. So you're going out, you're you're basically emulating a quiz that's already really popular on Facebook. You're connecting it to your brand by changing the concept of the quiz to be, you know, relevant to what you're actually doing. Then you're connect collecting the emails and sending follow ups based on which outcome or how they answer questions. And so you're you kind of see how that's like a stepwise method for you're starting with something that is just like what's already popular on social media, but you're ending with a customer who you're having a conversation with, you know, a potential buyer, a potential reader who you're having a conversation with in a very personalized way. So it kind of draws people in in a very, very natural uh, way. And that's really the magic of quizzes. And what all of our big customers have done is emulate what's already popular on Facebook, i.e. the quizzes. Yeah but connect it back to their brand, and, and that's really all you have to do.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, and I'm looking over your uh, options here. I see you have a free option, but that doesn't give anyone any leads, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that's really – I mean that's for playing with the system. Like yeah. we recognize that just like you know, when I sent you the message and you're like, I've never heard of this, no one has ever heard of this. So right. our entire system is built to get you comfortable with it. So you can start for free play wa- around with how the platform works, preview what your quiz is actually going to look like, and then you can actually upgrade, but upgrade on a trial. So let's say I already have my quiz built. I want to test out whether it helps me get emails. Mm-hmm. I can start a trial. It's totally free. I can launch it for free. Put it out on social. Okay, I'm getting a lot of emails from this. Then you end up on a paid plan. But it's very much an intro because... We recognize that literally 99 point something percent of our customers have never done this before. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, it's uh, this is new. I mean, uh, honestly, I, I talk to hundreds of authors all the time. Uh, A lot of them are are using internet marketing techniques, you know, and this isn't something I ever, ever hear about. (laughs) So uh, so what that says to me is there's a golden opportunity there for um, authors uh, and any entrepreneur. But I mean, authors in particular, that's who who I'm going to care most about. I'm the indie author advocate. I'm going to care about them the most. But uh, this is very cool. So what are... uh, Man, I I hesitate. I don't even know what else to ask on this. Like, are there limitations? Are there things we need to know before we jump in? Or, you know, best practices or something like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the most important elements, and I've done a lot of writing about this as well, is to remember that a quiz is a conversation. Yeah. And that's the magic of it. So when you jump in and and make a quiz, you know, let's say you're going to try this for the first time. The way to make sure that you have a positive experience the first time, because obviously it's it's tough to do something brand new, right? It's, it, there's a lot of apprehension. It's like, ah, is my time gonna be wasted? The way to make sure you don't waste your time is sit down and when you're creating a quiz, uh, act like the person who you want to take your quiz and think of one person. Act like that one person is literally sitting across from you and you are asking them questions then write those questions into your quiz because the quizzes that we have seen blow up and we've literally seen quizzes do a million hits in a day those quizzes are written as if you're sitting down with a friend and asking them about their summer or you know about how, what they like about the holidays or you know what they like about spring or whatever like those quizzes are written in such a personal way And the reason that works is because it is a personal thing. It's a one-to-one conversation. I am asking you questions as an individual. You're answering those questions as an individual. We're the only ones talking, even though this is a scripted conversation through this medium of a quiz, it is a conversation. So that's the way to think about it. Um, It's really important to have that perspective because a lot of times our... Customers will come in and they'll think of it as like a mass broadcast thing, right? And they're going to think, I need this to be professional. I need this to be like really clean cut. And then it ends up not performing well. You end up with a quiz that feels like school or something like that. Um, So the secret to these quizzes is that they are written in a very, very personal and kind of pared down way that is literally just like, you would say if you know somebody was actually sitting next to you so yeah. that's the biggest piece of advice i can give um and i i think that's kind of the future of of marketing in a lot yeah. of sense as well as oh, i agree man that's and it, here's what's funny about that that
0: advice is the exact advice every author gets uh when we're talking about their ideal reader Like that's, Mm. it's the same concept. So if the, if the author is familiar with that concept, (laughs) all they're doing is tailoring this quiz to their ideal reader, which is, uh, this is good practice all around, man. That's cool.
1: Yeah. And and I agree with
0: you. I think marketing, I think marketing is already, uh, should already be, uh, right there. You know, this is about having a personal conversation. It's about one-on-one, uh, broadcasting to the masses doesn't get anyone anywhere anymore. (laughs)
1: No, no. And I think, I mean, I think that's what's opened up the opportunity for us. And, you know, we've been growing like nuts the last six months. Um, And I think that's where we're starting to see an opportunity is that people are very apprehensive about doing new things. But the time that they will do new things, which is what's happening right now, is when the old things aren't working anymore. And I think we're finally starting to see... What everybody's been talking about for years and years, which is that advertising is is losing its luster, um, broadcast mediums are losing their luster, even content marketing is losing its luster, you know, in terms of like just putting out a bunch of blog posts and hoping that gets you customers. Like that stuff's really, really losing the ROI in terms of the time input. Um, so people are seeking something new, and I really think the new thing is going to be this personalization aspect, like where everything feels like you're having a conversation rather than being talked at. Yeah. So what's
0: the, uh, what's the strategy here? Like sh- should, someone have like a hundred of these floating around and you know, do they, s- is it posted only on social media, on your website, email, what, uh, what's the, uh, best strategy here?
1: Yeah. So there are two ways you can approach it. Two main ways. Um, and the first way is, is definitely the one that we've seen more success with, which is where you have one really great quiz. Let's say you're an author and it is uh, what, which character in the book are you quiz, right? Right. And you'll have that embedded on your site. There'll be a link to it in the navigation. So like take the character quiz. You'll have it posted out on social media routinely and you'll use that one quiz as a marketing channel for you. Like that quiz itself is a marketing strategy and we've seen authors actually do that for like years like two years Um, and it continues to have success because you're reaching a new audience like some people might come back and take it and actually do which is really interesting psychology like people will take the same quiz like four or five times and see if they get different results and it doesn't bother them that they're doing the same quiz because it's a different experience every time so that's one thing to think about uh but you have that one quiz spread across all your channels and you continue to use it. And that's definitely the number one strategy. You can go with like a a regular cadence Um, and we do have customers that do monthly, weekly. We even have some that do daily and twice daily, which is crazy. Um, It's a lot of quizzes, but you can do that and in that case it's more like you're tapping into current events, you're tapping into news, that type of thing and using those, you know, things that people are thinking about to create more quizzes and then use it as like an ongoing, like post to social media all the time type of thing. Um, It's definitely a lot more work and investment. Um, so I would actually recommend kind of having a, almost a website takeover of a quiz and using it as a way of building your lists and creating those conversations and connecting with your audience.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, that sounds like a sound strategy. I'll. I'll. I'll follow your advice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are integrated with a, quite a few uh, email management systems here. I'm looking and yep. and a few uh, some oddballs that I think are kind of cool, like Facebook ads. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that like a direct interface? Like I would create the quiz and immediately be able to post it as an ad, or do I have to? Post it and then promote it or something like that? What, what happens? Yeah.
1: So with Facebook advertising, that one's actually really cool because what you can do is you can connect it to Facebook's Pixel. Okay. And then basically, what happens is all the data that comes from the quiz is transferred over to your advertising dashboard. And so, let's say, for example, you have your character quiz yeah. and you want to serve up different follow up ads to people based on which character oh, they are. Man. Yeah, and you can literally follow them around and be like hey you are this character come buy the book and we do have numbers on that it's 2.3x the clicks of you know when you do it personalized like that versus like it's just the book cover you know if you show a character versus book cover 2.3 times more clicks which is crazy um so that's what that's for. It's it's incredibly powerful and you can do the same thing with Google. Um and you can basically just kind of follow people around and say, Hey, you know, you're this character, why don't you figure out what happens to them in the book? Yeah. Come buy it. Uh and that's just that's awesome. I mean, you're personalizing advertising. Like that that's making advertising suck a lot less, right? It's like yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing something I don't care about. Like I'm actually interested in that. Maybe show me some more information. So those two integrations are really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It helps on the uh, marketers in too. I mean, I, you know, trying to narrow down demographics and do all the testing and everything. It's almost like you're testing them in advance. You're literally testing them in advance. You know, yeah, because it's exactly. a quiz, but yeah, you're you're getting that group. Uh and segmenting it right up front and then doing the ads that's that's astounding
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's so much power in these things it's crazy uh, and we're just starting to scratch the surface of of what you can really do with it
0: yeah so okay what, what now I'm, i want to know like the uh the origins of this like you're a co-founder so like what at what point did you and your your other co-founder or co-founders uh, sit down and over a beer or coffee or something and say, you know what the world needs is more quotes? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah.
1: There? So yeah, it's, I mean, it's a bit crazy. I mean, what where it started from is that myself and my co-founder used to create. Web presences for people, like we would create a website, we would do like all the social media setup, we would do the SEO we'd do the digital marketing, the newsletter, everything and these we would sell as like pretty hefty packages I mean we were in college when we were doing this, and we were selling like thirty k like thirty thousand dollar packages to people of doing all this stuff for them and you know, we'd meet with them twice a week, go through all these details, build out a website, set up all their, like, MailChimp and their newsletter and everything, right? Like, full service. And at the end of the day, all they ever cared about, like, the only numbers they cared about was, like, uh, how many new subscribers did I get? Right. And we are just, like, we did all this stuff for you. Like, look at all your website. And they, like, they didn't care. Um, and... <laughs> Eventually uh one of the one of the people he was a sales consultant wanted to do a what's your selling style quiz and so we built it. It took like a week. We built it in pure PHP, which if you know code is like like a mess. Um and we put it on his website and that thing was collecting leads like nuts. It was like seventy five percent conversion rate. Absurd. Like way higher than anything we had ever done. Like, you know, stuff that we had built for months and months for other people was not converting anywhere near that level. So that was, like, an, like, just so clear to us that, like, people only care about getting new email subscribers. Yeah. This thing helps them do that. Let's see what we can do with that. So we gradually turned that into a platform. It took over a year to actually have a version anyone could use but we did it um, kind of building them one at a time along the way, like, you know, selling, you know, it was a gradual transition. But eventually we got to this point where there was a thing that people could use to make quizzes to gather emails. So that's where it started. It, It didn't actually start with, it didn't start with the fact that, like, quizzes were blowing up on social. This was actually before that. Um, this was when no one cared about quizzes. Um, but they always cared about collecting emails, and this worked. So that's kind of the roundabout way we ended up doing this.
0: Yeah. Man, And now I'm kind of wondering how many of your quizzes I've actually taken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably a decent <laughs> amount. I run into – I, like – can rarely run into somebody like get a party now that hasn't taken one of our quizzes, which is cool, but also a little frightening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So are you guys finding like, are you doing any sort of data mining on, on this stuff? Like, are you able to, you know, find that X percent of people who take the quizzes
1: prefer, you know, boxers over briefs or something or, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets really powerful because, you know, you can download all the statistics as a CSV file, so into Excel, and then you can actually run regressions on that to figure out the correlations between, you know, for example, if you like boxers or briefs and, you know, what kind of swimsuit you're going to buy. And you can do stuff like that where you connect up all the dots, which is really powerful. Like, if you know somebody likes going to a cabin and that means they're more likely to buy skis than you can have cabins in your skiing advertisements like all kinds of stuff like that you can pull in so yeah you can download everything as a giant file connect up the different columns which are the answers and then look at you know kind of the you know the path through it it's almost like one of those you know movies where there's like a math scene and all of a sudden like the formula like lights up you know um it's like that and uh yeah you can you can see exactly what's happening and and what type of person is interested in reading your book what type of person wants to buy your products what type of person is interested in your services all kinds of stuff like that
0: man that's crazy (laughs)
1: <laughs> and yeah
0: it's, it's it's like uh i don't know they're and people are voluntarily coming in and giving you this this information
1: yeah that's you know? the thing that's crazy is like normal you'd have to pay somebody to right. fill out a survey that gives you this data but they're doing it and then they're also sharing their results which means that other people are doing it so right. it's like it's it's like the exact opposite it's like viral versus like paid acquisition it's crazy yeah
0: that's insane <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. so where one of the biggest platforms uh, for uh, for people using us like where 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 are people getting to the quizzes the most?
1: Yeah, it's it's mostly through Facebook. Um, you know, just like these quizzes are all over Facebook, that's where you go to, you know, acquire new people to take them. Whether it's through advertising or organic reach, anything like that, um, it's really I'd say seventy five percent through Facebook. Twenty um, percent is probably through just your website. So capturing the attention of people who are already on your site by having a link to the quiz or a button for it or whatever. And then the last 5% like a smattering of like Twitter and Pinterest and other platforms like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I see quizzes and things on Twitter, but I, I never do anything like that on, on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it works sometimes. Uh, there's one that's been going around like a for the last month, I see it like all the time uh, it's from the United Nations, and it's about like international governance or something like that, so it's much more like actually business focused but it is cool that they're able to find an audience through that
0: yeah oh that's cool man um so the, really the, i mean this is this is pretty exciting, and there's not much more I can ask you about it i that, <laughs> I kind of want to just dive in and start playing with it um yeah. You know, so uh, why don't we get to the good stuff then? Where where can people find this online?
1: Yeah. So it Interact with Builder, the URL is tryinteract.com, which is fitting because most people are trying this for the first time. Yeah. Um, so tryinteract.com. Like I said, you can get started for free, play around with the templates. You can see how the builder works. Our builder is kind of – it's set up like a quiz to make a quiz like quizception um because again like your first time going through you it should be very like process eyes like it should be step by step so that you don't have to like think about everything at once because that's overwhelming so it really breaks things down so you can kind of see the structure of a quiz and mess with the questions and things like that so yeah that's the best way to to just jump into it
0: man i love easy and this looks easy i'm watching the little demo video on your home page and it's like i can do this
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's uh it's set up to you know especially since we started like almost four years ago when nobody was even interested in quizzes we've always had to be hyper aware of making sure that things are really really easy because you know it's always been a struggle of like why should i even spend time on this so right that's that's resulted in a product that's just like dead simple to use yeah
0: yeah all right cool man all right uh well then i'm gonna put links to uh your website and uh some other key information in the show notes of this episode so everybody listening you know make sure you check that out uh josh man I'm glad you reached out to me. This is uh, – <laughs> I think this Thank is you. big, personally. I mean, I, I really do yeah. think this is big. And, of course, you think it's big. Um, and it is big because you've got some big names already using this. Uh, and yep. what, here's what I love about that, by the way. You know, I can uh, – I talk to a lot of indie authors, some of whom uh, are not going to be known names right away, Right. Um, mm-hmm. they can play in the same field as Forbes and Tony Robbins and you know, <laughs> American exactly. Red Cross, you know. I love that this is completely accessible and it's a powerful marketing tool, but it's accessible to everyone. So exactly. congratulations, man. This is a fantastic product you got.
1: Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that.
0: All right. And uh of course, you know, when everyone who knows me knows that when I become a fan of something, uh i become an evangelist for that brand. So I'll probably be mentioning this quite a bit. Uh, so <laughs> to uh, to everyone out there, uh, make sure you check out the show notes for this episode. Josh, thanks so much for being on the show, man. And uh, hang out. And everyone else uh, will see you on the other side of the this brief musical interlude. All right. That was my interview with Josh Hanum, And I think that you uh, will have gotten something really interesting out of that. The, uh, the whole quiz thing is something, I, this, it, honestly, and it kind of hit me in the middle of the interview just how awesome, uh, awesome, not awesome, because that's my southern roots showing. So uh, just how awesome this idea was and how great an opportunity for marketing it was. With all the things that you can do with it, getting all this data, getting you know, uh, specific demographic information about your, uh, your audience, um, man. I mean, honestly, I think it's a better way to fine tune, uh, your, uh, sort of intake of, of, uh, readers, um, at least, you know, as far as the, in terms of marketing, in terms of, uh, reaching out to them on platforms like Facebook and that sort of thing. I think it's a much better way to do it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to dig in a little further too. So <laughs> anyway, so we're, we're here at the end we're nearly at an hour. Um, but, and I'll probably go over, sorry sorry about that. I do respect your time though. Uh, but I wanted to, to kind of fill you in the after show kind of news. Um, speaking of after show, that's part of the news. So I've got the web slinger web slinger. I knew I was going to do it someday. (laughs) The, the word slinger podcast website, wordslingerpodcast.com. Um, it's not the new one has not launched yet. So if you rush over there, you're going to see the same page, the, uh, the page i built on my personal site my author site um and you know it's all perfectly functional and everything but we're we're making some improvements my wife and i we've t- we've turned this into like every week we actually sit down and have a uh, a little business meeting about wordslinger podcast um i've brought her into the fold and she's uh she's doing quite a bit and she's she's really intrigued by certain things like uh primarily she's gotten into like social media marketing she's gotten into uh, affiliate marketing she's uh, she's really taken an interest and that's been cool it's been it's been new energy to the whole thing uh so the time the years now that i've spent pulling together episodes doing interviews uh, building resources building a platform um you know we're now looking at shifting that and uh and and coming at it strong coming at it as a, an actual business. Um, I think you're going to dig the results. Everything's still going to be like you like it. Uh, the same types of guests, the same types of interviews, uh, but you're actually going to get more stuff out of this. So (laughs) you're going to want to hang out. Um, so the website's coming along. Um, now it's down to getting the individual episodes over. Now here's a gripe I have for Squarespace, if anyone from Squarespace is listening, as much as I love the service and prefer it uh, for my web hosting, um, fantastic service, fantastic customer service and support. Uh, Really couldn't ask for a better scenario, but they're just little things they just never thought about that would be very useful. (laughs) And they sort of add them very slowly over time. And one of those is if I have multiple Squarespace sites, i can't transfer content between one site and another there's no way to export it there's no way to back it up there's no way to to download everything at once in any form whatsoever so um moving episodes over to the new site is going to be a one-to-one uh task manual task, so it's going to take me some time, (laughs) and I know what you're saying, and I've already thought of all the angles, and I could point to all the old episodes, uh, but when I move everything, I'm going to be transferring the RSS feed, and that means that any old episodes would be lost to the uh, podcast feed, and I'd have to go the route of doing something like, you know, Wordslinger Podcast Classics, and it would be a whole other podcast that I'd have to uh, get subscribers for and that sort of thing and uh it just doesn't work as a strategy. Uh I need those I need that back catalog of content. I need it all in the same place. Um, I can easily repoint the uh feed, but I uh I'm going to have to manually do it. So if I'm going to have to do that anyway, I'm doing a few things to tweak and update the look and feel of the uh, show notes pages, um, how all that content's handled. And uh, slightly, I mean, it's it's going to be familiar, uh, but it's going to be better, and I think you're really going to enjoy it when it's all done. You'll still be able to find all these shows and episodes if you've linked to them. They're going to stay on this site, um, stay on the uh, Kevin uh pages, uh, so you can get to them. That uh, that'll be part of an archive, <clears throat> um, but the show itself is going to move over to the new site once it's launched. Uh, other things we're working on. I am. De- I'm already working on Patreon stuff. Um, I, the, everything kind of hinges on the website. Honestly, <laughs> once I get the site done, everything else is going to start falling into place. But I'm doing some stuff with Patreon. I've got some tiers built that I'm going to roll out. Um, I'll be updating that very soon. I've got uh, a YouTube channel that I'm building around uh, the show where I'll be. Uh, I've already started. I've already shifted the way I do interviews. I'm moving from doing interviews completely via Skype and telephone to uh i'm using zoom us now um and you know i'm experimenting i may go back and forth skype is still kind of a fallback uh but uh i'm, I'm gonna have video interviews I've, I've built some templates to make those look nice uh all the previous interviews i'm i don't know what i'm gonna do yet <laughs> over time i think i'll figure out a way to to do something, and if you have ideas and suggestions, I've been talking to a lot of YouTubers lately, so I'm getting some ideas. But if you happen to be one, uh, if you happen to have some ideas about that, let me know. We'll we'll chat. It's going to be work. It's going to take time, but I think um, you're gonna you're gonna dig the results. Um, so little things like that, not so little things, honestly, but things like that are happening, and um, I'm really uh, really hopeful about all of it. I'm really, you know, i the thing is i've already built the platform for this show i've already got the audience i've already got everything in place um and it doesn't cost me anything or hurt anything for me to um to just sort of go to the next level with it so um it's a low risk high gain kind of thing um and i still get to concentrate on my books (laughs) which is the point uh so you know it's it's gonna be fun I know I've, I've talked about this a couple of times already, but that, that's where we are. Now, I did mention this, uh, and I've mentioned this a few times before. I'm, I'm also, as part of my interviews now, I do something called the uh, Wordslinger After Show. And it's like a five to ten minute you know, interview or, or just a couple of quick questions with the guest after the show has completed. Um, so you can get some additional information you can get some in you know there will be like a little inside tips sometimes I've, a few of the folks I've talked to have given me some really good you know juicy bits at the <laughs> at the end of the episode that I almost like oh man I really want to share that <laughs> so but it's going to be for the special those special folks who support me on Patreon I don't know which level that's going to be on yet um And what they, what the sort of dollar amount would be, but I think it's, I'm gonna make sure that something, you know, that can be affordable for everybody, because I, I want you to have access to it, uh, but uh, you know, gotta build something, gotta build something that attracts people, uh, and uh, this is, this has all been quite a bit of fun, and it's been kind of a blessing too, because, you know, my, my hard and fast rule, (laughs) throughout my career and my marriage has been. You know, it's a bad idea to work with your spouse. <laughs> so I've always avoided it. Um, however, Kara has certain strengths uh, that I that I lack uh, in terms of, you know, her ability to, to manage projects and organize, you know, complex things like this. Uh, these are things that I've needed help with. And if it also, you know, if bringing her on board both solves that problem, plus gives her Something she can build and be proud of and uh, be a part of that supports her and us um, financially and otherwise. I mean, I, how could I say no? So it's been a huge, huge deal. And it, it, I don't know. It's some incredible things have been happening since we did it. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been very blessed by all this. And you're the biggest part of that. So I want to make sure that I express to you just how grateful I am to you for your help and uh how much i appreciate you listening and sharing the show uh you know talking to people about it and, and spreading it around You, you know god bless you for it um now uh that said if you do want to support the show uh, we do have that patreon campaign which you can get to through wordslingerpodcast.com just click on the patreon logo um i appreciate that you will there will be some updates to that uh soon Uh, relatively soon. Uh, Unlike previous times I've said I will get to it, uh, I am actually working on it, so (laughs) this is going to get done. Um, And uh, of course if you want to leave a voicemail, you can call me at 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673. Leave me a voicemail. You can also click on the... It uh, it has been moved. It is at the bottom right corner instead of just the right hand side of the screen, but it's a little orange button that says send voicemail. click on that and you can leave me a voicemail right from your computing device or your phone or tablet or any other device that uh, has web access Um, leave me a voicemail and uh, I'll get that and you know they're limited to about a 90-second window so try to keep these at about a minute is a a good rule of thumb you can also email me the contact button there on that page will allow you to uh, send an email uh, ask me anything there's you know There's some options you can click, including uh, if you're interested in being on the street team. I'm not really taking street team members right now, but uh, you never know. (laughs) You just never know. Um, But there's also, you know, if you have a podcast of your own and you'd like to interview me, or uh, you have an event you'd like to have me uh, schedule schedule me to appear at or speak at, um, that's the place to do it. And um, you can uh, so. As as, these, as things go along, I'm getting new resources. Uh, there's going to be an itinerary page where you can see where I'm going to be appearing over the coming months on the new website. So that kind of stuff is happening. Um, anyway, I, oh, that's what I was going to say. Follow me. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me, at Kevin Thompson. The show now has its own Twitter account, which is at Pod. And uh, because that's as many letters as it would let me use. Um, So uh, pop in and follow us there. You can also find us on Facebook if you just search Kevin Tomlinson and or uh, Word Slinger Podcast, and I'm going to pop up. (laughs) Reach out, say hello. You can send me messages there, questions, that sort of thing. Um, I, I pretty much respond to everything. Sometimes I miss stuff. If we're not connected already, sometimes it doesn't alert you that you have a message on there. But... Uh, So I apologize if if people have sent things. I I try to check, but I forget. Um, It's just not top of mind. But if you uh, follow the show, you can leave comments on there, uh, ask questions from there as well. So I can't promise I'll read or play every question I get, but when I do get them, they do get listened to and uh, read and responded to, and I'm very grateful. So that's it. We are uh, well past the hour, nearly an hour and ten minutes. Uh, Sorry for going quite a bit over i uh i'm so happy you're here i'm so happy that we're able to do this sort of thing together uh god bless each of you stay safe out there especially if you're in the uh, texas gulf coast area stay stay high and dry uh take care of yourselves your families and your loved ones and uh i will see you all next time mit Slinge.